0: Russell Westbrook returns to the peak for the first time as a Washington wizard, and he definitely doesn't disappoint. Russell Westbrook puts up a triple-double, notching his 174th triple-double of his career, 8 away from breaking Oscar Roberts' record of 181. His co-star definitely showed up in Bradley Beal the two of them combined for 70 points 14 assists and 17 rebounds and they bring home the W for the Washington Wizards 129 to 109. Welcome back to the Westwood podcast I'm your host JD Jackson as always you find me on Twitter Russell Westwood gets a chip at always and forever art and on YouTube at J Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions let's get it Guys, first off, let's talk about the numbers the stars put up in this one. Russell Westbrook, 37 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds, only 3 turnovers, 14 of 23 from the field for 60.8%, 3 of 4 from 3, 75%, 6 of 7 from the free throw line, 85%, with a true shooting percentage of 70.94%. Which is absolutely amazing. He was picking his spots. He was getting in the paint. He was hitting his three-pointers. The only thing that wasn't falling for him tonight was his bank shot. Uh, which is usually money. Uh, other than that, Russell Westbrook was amazing. Very efficient. Didn't turn the ball over. Made sure he kept feeding Bill. Kept feeding Bertons. Kept feeding his teammates. He was Damn near flawless in this one on the offensive end. On the defensive end, not so great in the first half, but we all saw him pick it up in the second half. That's what I like to see. It looks like Scott Brooks got on everyone in that second half and everyone picked up their defense. So all around for Russell Westbrook, he was outstanding um, on both ends of the floor. Very, very happy. Of course, it just meant a lot for him to return to the peak as a wizard and put up a triple-double only 8 away from tying Oscar Robertson's or I'm sorry for breaking Oscar Robertson's uh record of 181. Bradley Beal also went bananas. He had 33 points, 3 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 blocks, of steal. Uh he was 12 of 24 from the field for 50%, 4 of 6 from 3 for 66%, hit all 5 of his free throws. He had a true shooting of 62.9 which is also elite. Guys combined they had a true shooting of 66.95%. That is crazy. Uh, the combined stats, 70 points, 14 rebounds. Oh, I'm sorry. 14 assists, 17 rebounds. They were both outstanding guys. They reminded everyone the best backcourt in basketball resides in the D.C. area. Uh, they want to put the, everybody on notice. They made sure they did that. They have a chance to make a statement. On their first national televised game. uh, Versus the Lakers coming up here on Wednesday. So if they really want to make a statement. That will be the day to make it. Um, But guys. Nonetheless. They were absolutely outstanding. The two of them. They played off of each other well. Uh, Bradley Beal got some easy ones from Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook got a couple easy ones from Bradley Beal. They are playing off of each other. It was absolutely outstanding to watch. But guys. More than just about those stars, right? So let's get into everybody else's stats. As you know, the Washington Wizards right now are without both of their starting fours. and Dini Avda and Rui Hachimura. Now, that is frustrating, of course. But there are some guys who stepped up. Bunga started, and I actually had a problem. I wanted to go here first. I actually had a big problem with Banga not playing more minutes. I actually thought Banga played well in his 10 minutes that he played on both sides of the floor uh, I know he was only one of three from three um he hit that corner three which seems to be the three that he's more consistent with making um but I didn't think he was bad he had a steal two rebounds um he hit the three he was making it hard um on whoever he was guarding so I didn't really like the fact that he only got 10 minutes I thought as far as the wings were concerned. Um, bonga was one of the better wings i mean he tried hutchinson i didn't think that he was any good um he bell played garbage time minutes there were stretches where i just didn't think um ish should have been out there at all he only played garrison matthews three minutes so if you're not gonna play garrison matthews then you need to play bonga but he played hutchinson for nine minutes uh he played all he played um uh ish smith for 17 minutes i didn't really understand that um gaffer only got 15 minutes in this one he's not a wing but i just didn't by the way anthony gill played great um i just didn't understand why he just only limited bunga to only 10 minutes i just i thought he was other than who started i thought bunga um, was bad because obviously Westbrook and Beale and that they played outstanding. Outside of those three, I thought Bonga was the best wing that played in this game. Um, cause, unless you want to count Burton's, but to me, he's he's really a power forward um, that can just shoot threes. But uh, uh, he's too slow to guard threes and really be considered a three, even though that's what he's considered. Um, I thought Hutchinson was bad. I thought Ishmith was bad. And so I thought that Bonga should have got more minutes if he weren't going to give him the Matthews. Um, I didn't understand that. Hey, but nonetheless, guys, he came away with a 20-point win. So it's not like um, I can really complain too much, but that's just something that I observed. I wanted to talk about Bunga, and I thought he deserved more minutes. Um, We're forgetting that Bunga started at the beginning of this season, and he he contributed some some very good minutes. My problem is the spacing. He's going to help you on defense, and obviously he's not going to help you on offense. Um, If he can hit one of three from three and play good defense, um, I think he deserves those minutes. That's just me. Over uh, the way Ishmith played and over Hutchinson, um, that's just how I feel. Um, the only person off the bench he shouldn't have played over is obviously Burton's. Um, but outside of that, um, outside of Beal, I did Neto, I did Westbrook, um, Neto. He was six of ten from the field, three of five from three, uh, four rebounds five assists two steals you know netto's gonna netto um the same one netto always get he, look we know exactly what we're gonna get from netto we get it all the time he drew a couple of offensive fouls just sacrificing his body out there i thought netto played well obviously there were some times where he got taken advantage of on the defensive end um because he's just so small now uh, netto overcomes um that glaring uh issue with his defense because of his size by just being a pest and and, and racking up steals don't get me wrong um I see it, I know Neto gets steals, but I also know that he hurts defensively sometimes because of his size. Not for lack of trying, works hard. That's how he gets some of these steals, how he draws these offensive fouls, and so he offsets that uh, by doing so. He was great in this one, I can't complain. Alex Lynn played 14 minutes, he was two or three from the field, two rebounds, and a block. Um, he played okay. Alex Lynn, <laughs> he, he was out there uh there are some times he was very bad defensively um the lateral quickness of the wizard centers is not good it's not good um and Bryant isn't better in my opinion um Gafford wasn't great laterally in this one either um he's more athletic so I'm more inclined to think that he can get better at that um but defensively um I mean, he wasn't great, um, but he wasn't bad. So, you know, Lenny he started, he played 14 minutes. He had six points. It is what it is. Uh, Anthony Gill, he played 20 minutes, and I actually really liked his minutes. He was active on defense, working hard. He was getting on the boards. Um, I mean, he, he played 20 minutes, had 10 rebounds, guys. I mean, he was great. Um, he had a steal and assists, so he had a total of nine points on four or five from the field. He was one of two from three. I really liked his minutes. Uh, very, very much. He was just working hard and was active. Um, he was very, very good. I was very pleased. Um, I almost didn't even know what to say uh, about him as I watched the game because uh, you know I, I live tweet and it, he just did such a great job. And some of the stuff wasn't on the on the on the uh, box score, but he just he was very good. He was very, very good. Um Hutchinson, he was garbage. I'm just gonna move on from that. Um Davis Bertans, uh four or seven from the field. Um Which seems weird because I thought Bertans took a mid range jumper. It says he's four or seven from three, so all of the shots were three pointers. Uh twelve points, uh two rebounds. Um he was the Latvian laser has been on fire. He just walking around on fire, he just show up on fire. Um Look, if you got Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook being the best backcourt in, in the league, which I 100% believe, they are the best backcourt duo in the world. When they're both on the game, they're both healthy in the world. The best back, best backcourt in basketball. But when you add Bertons, hitting 4 of 7 from 3, hitting 6 of 10 from 3, hitting 5 of 10 from 3, the guy's been on fire. The Washington Wizards... They can score, man. When all three of them are able to get that done, these Washington Wizards are some hoopas. And think about it. Rui's been hurt. You're going to add Rui Hachimura to that mix. Gafford's getting his win under. He still gets gassed. Um, he gets really tired. I am frustrated that Gafford isn't starting at this point, but I, I'm pretty sure that's part of the reason it's, he just gets tired. He needs to get that endurance up. Um, but you add more minutes for Gafford in this. You add Rui Hachimura. Guys. These boys can score. They can score. nettle's going to netto. On top of that. You just need small contributions from the rest of your squad. Because those four or five guys are going to get the, They're going to get it done. They're going to do their job. Burton's makes this team a different team when he is truly the latvian laser he's been playing great and very happy with him and he did all that in 22 minutes robin lopez again he, he was out there he's two of five from the field he had four points a block um two blocks i'm sorry and one rebound like i said the lateral quickness is poor they were for the most part the centers were not good on defense um Lopez was out there. Uh, To me, 18 minutes was too many minutes for him to be out there. I'm just being honest in this one. But nonetheless, that's how many minutes he played. Um, Gafford, 15 minutes, one of three from the field. He had six rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, and one turnover. Um, Again, he was okay in this one. To me, Gafford has had better games before this. He wasn't bad but he wasn't good. He's, he was just kind of there. And guys, you know, you're new to team, you're a role player, you're going to have those games. I'm I'm happy that we didn't see just a precipitous drop off to where we're like, "Whoa, his floor is way down there." If this is the game where we're going to say, "Uh, eh, he's okay." Then, you know, we're doing pretty good, especially when you add Thomas Bryant to this mix next year gafford has helped him so much defensively we need to have the discussion about him and thomas bryant don't get me wrong i think gafford's gonna come off the bench and thomas bryant's gonna start but let's really think about that gafford helps in ways that thomas bryant doesn't gafford helps you defensively he's a rim protector he's a rim runner he can jump out the gym and catch anything he can block shots he alters shots those are things i don't think of when i think of thomas bryant when i think of thomas bryant i think he's absolutely terrible defensively he's getting better at the beginning when he played he was getting better but he's not good on defense and i don't think of him as a rim protector and i don't think of him as a person that alters shots thomas bryant helps you on offense which the Wizards already are great at Gafford helps you in the areas that Thomas Bryant doesn't, that their team isn't already great at. He helps your defense. And so I think that it's worth the discussion to, is, is that the right thing? It's automatically assuming the starter should be Thomas Bryant. I'm not saying... We I, just, I don't want anybody to crucify me Okay I'm just saying Should it be a foregone conclusion? I don't think so Because he helps you in areas that Thomas Bryant doesn't You're already a great offensive team With Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal And Davis Burtons. We know that You can score, you can fill it up with the best stuff When everyone's healthy Everyone doesn't have COVID No one's coming out, coming in out of shape when the Wizards are locked and loaded, everybody's in shape, everyone is healthy, everyone is available, they can score. That's something they can do. I mean, guys, in the last... Look look, look at the, the NBA deficiency, defensive efficiency, since April 6th, okay? They are third with a 1064 defensive efficiency and they're nine and one in that span guys gafford is making a difference on defense that's what i'm saying that is gafford and of course that's Rui improving defensively and it's it's denny improving defensively although rui has been injured um, for quite some time and denny just got injured hope he heals up um, real quick as well but those yes and in and Westbrook taking on the assignment of Steph Curry, and Beal taking on an assignment that he needs to take on and really work hard. And the steals by Neto and Westbrook and Beal, and the it, all of it does matter. But I don't think it's a coincidence that we get Gafford and add again a couple of more games that he wasn't a part of. Your defensive fi- efficiency is one hundred six point four, and you're nine and one. And that's the third best behind the Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. Come on, guys. Seriously. Gafford matters. It shouldn't be a foregone conclusion. I I I just I just really don't think that. I know they are, but I think it's something to think about. Now guys, let's talk about this duo. Okay, I know I talked about them at the beginning, because I just I don't think we realize just how good this duo is. I I just, guys, we're watching something amazing. You know what? Let's pause right here for a break. All right, guys. So this duo. In the last 10 games that they're 9-1, so not only has Gafford and the team improved their defensive efficiency, third in the league in those 10 games. Guys, in the last 10 games, Bertons is averaging 15 points a game on 49% shooting from the field, 49% shooting from three, and 100% from the free throw line. In those same 10 games, Bradley Beal is averaging 30 points per game On 47% shooting, 40% from three, and 89% from the free throw line. In those same 10 games, Russell Westbrook is averaging 22.5 points per game. 13.9 13.9 rebounds per game and 12.6 assists per game on 48% from the field, 36% from three, and 68% from the free throw line. And I'm I think those free throws are gonna go hit into the 70s uh, by season's end. But in those 10 games, guys, I mean my goodness. That's those those men are hooping, hooping. One is averaging a triple double. The other is averaging thirty points a game, and the other is averaging fifteen on forty nine. He damn near shooting fifty percent from three. Burtons is on fire, man. He is on fire. The offense of those of the top three have improved. Burtons came in out of shape. Westbrook came in injured because he it, because he heard that quad, the other quad, the white right, right quad during training camp and played through it. Bartens came in out of shape. Bill got hurt midseason. They are finally all three healthy and got their legs underneath them. One is, I mean, my goodness. I mean, do y'all realize that that means that they're averaging 67 points between the three of them? That's just ridiculous. They average, my gosh, that's just. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill themselves are averaging 52.5 points a game together. I just don't understand. We don't realize what it is that we're watching. Not to mention, Russell Westbrook has 174 triple doubles now. It's absolute insanity. You know, I'm going to read you guys a few things that I've said over the years. The, The one one thing I said, actually, right before recording this podcast, is I want everyone. Let's talk Russell Westbrook. This is the West Wolf Podcast. Take 30 seconds to think about what Russell Westbrook is about to do. Remember what we thought about the triple-double five years ago. So I want everyone right now, think about what it is we thought about the triple-double five years ago. Before before Westbrook averaged a triple-double for the first time. I want everyone to think about that. Got it, bro? You got it, sis? Alright, you ready? Got it. Now think about this. Russell Westbrook will average a triple-double... Four. Four out of the last five seasons, if you include this year, because he's going to average triple double this year. Think about what you thought about it five years ago. NBA players like LeBron, Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, guys who can fill the stat sheet said, hell no, nah. ain't nobody reaching that again. Hell to the muck, no, nah. ain't going to happen. Russell Westbrook gonna average a triple-double four out of the last five years. Four out of the last five seasons, man. Let that sink in. They thought it was this just it was this glorified record that would never be broken. Never. Russell Westbrook does it at stat padding. I don't hear no one person say Oscar Roberts on Stat pad averaging average in triple Double. Never heard of it before in my life. I mean, I, I'm saying I never heard of. Him. So why is the stat pattern when he's done four out of the last five seasons? Not to mention Russell Westbrook has a winning, a winning record in his triple doubles. See, people don't realize Russell Westbrook has won 75.3% of his gains when he notches a triple double. So when they say, well, triple double don't lead to wins... Bro, seventy-five percent—that does lead to wins. That means only twenty-five percent of his triple doubles don't result in a win. And that's current. That's counting the fact that the Washington Wizards' beginning of the season hurt his record when he records a triple double. And part of it is him. I don't mean like the Washington Wizards. Not part of it was Russ. He was injured. He didn't play great. Seventy-five percent. It don't lead to wins, man. Whatever. 75% Seventy-five percent win percentage when averaging a triple double. He has a hundred and seventy-four. So, guys, I, I don't know what to tell you. If that's not winning, if if that's not winning, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. So. I mean, basically, that means he's won 131 of those 174 games, by the way. That's just how good he is and how much he wins when he records a triple-double. I just, I don't know, I get to points where I just, I don't feel like people realize what it is that we're watching sometimes. Um, He normalized a triple-double, and that's just a fact. He normalized triple-double, and people just... They're hating on him for it because he made it normal. But guys, we have to appreciate someone when they just make it normal. When they just make it normal. We appreciate Steph Curry because he makes it- he made it normal to shoot the ball from damn near half court. We admire Dame for the same thing. Now everybody just shoot from way outside. We admire those two because of it. But for some reason, when it comes to Russell Westbrook, if he normalized people something, people just hate it with a passion. It's not normal to go out there and almost have a triple-double at halftime. That's not normal. Oh, he must be stat-padding. Or it's better for his team because they win 75% of the time. How about that? How about that? I don't know, guys. Uh nothing I want to say about Russ, um, for any Wizards fans that listen to the podcast, because um, I talk about the Wizards all the time, not just Russell Westbrook, um, so if you're a Wizards fan, make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. But Russell Westbrook has 13 technical fouls on this season. Don't worry about it. I saw a couple of Wizards fans saying, crap. Russell Westbrook, how many technicals does he have? Like, don't worry about it. He does it every year. He does this every year. When he hits 13, then he's very selective about when he uses his next two. Because it's when you hit 16 that you get suspended. So, like, when he really wants to make a point in a big-time game, he'll make his point. He won't cross the threshold. Then it resets for the playoffs and... You know, he started at the playoffs at seven. And once you reach seven in playoffs, you get suspended. So don't worry about his technicals. He does this every single year. Don't sweat it. Um But guys, I think next, um, let me see. Who do we have next here coming up? Um I know we have the Lakers on Wednesday, but I think we have um you got the Cavs on Sunday. Hopefully, we can bring that one home, put that to bed um, on Sunday at six Central, seven Eastern. And then we got back to back on Monday versus the Spurs. That one to be tough. A great pop this team. You know, it's uh, always always hard to play. Um, but we got them on Monday, and then Wednesday is the showdown. ESPN itself, Lakers, Wizards. Can't wait for that one. Um, but guys, right here is where I'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, much, much more. So any major podcast platform you use, you can find me on that podcast app. Um, Also, if you like video analysis, like actually watching tape or highlights, things like that, please go check out my YouTube channel, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. If you see a video you like, hit the like button and subscribe. I would really, really appreciate it. But well guys, right here is where I will end things. I will see you all tomorrow, Sunday, versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hopefully we get that dub and we continue to build on this seven-game win streak. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westwood Gets the Chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube, at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. And as always, until next time, peace.